switch it up all right yeah welcome to dixon jane's podcast number 826 i think so it is january the 11th Uh, that would be uh, a monday in the year 2021 holy fuck that sounds in the future doesn't it 2021 what the fuck man what happened to the 1900s jesus (laughs) Yeah, I'm here at Morningside Park with my large coffee. I was hoping I can get deep into the park, but uh, they blocked it off. So there's a trail, and I came here with the purpose of taking a walk. But first, we've got a large A&W coffee to to drink through another freebie. This time I asked for cream on the side. They generously gave that to me. Uh, I had a couple of sips of black. It was still too hot. I added the cream, and it's tasty coffee. I mean, I don't think they would have gone out on this um, promotional pitch had they not really done a lot of taste tests uh, to say, hey, try our coffee. It's free. You're going to like it. And um, so far, I really like it. This is my, I don't know, second, third And uh, no complaints at all. But I, I would never go to A&W for coffee. That's the thing, you know. You don't go there for breakfast. I guess that's what they're trying to do. I mean, they need the breakfast market. And that's Tim's and um, uh, McDonald's really seem to have that wrapped up. Anyway, enough of that. Um, yeah. Today. Monday. I was going to be an errand day. I like Mondays to at least... I emptied out my inbox, but (laughs) all I did was take almost everything out, uh, clip all the receipts together. That was good. All the receipts for mail that, you know, I've been running through my company uh, until I fold the company. I've got to keep some sort of records. And um, then moved stacks of things into another box on the desk. So it's it's where, you know, I, I, I don't want to put these away, but I don't want to deal with them now either. So it's got a bit of everything in there, and that's like, that'll be a, quite a while to empty out that box. Uh, I know I've got really, really, really started in on my office. I promise that's what I'm going to do. The holidays are over, I keep telling myself, reminding myself. But, um, uh, yeah, it's hard to just dig in. So I made myself another chore. I said, okay, I bought a cat scratcher thing. What is it called? A scratching post uh, for Yuki for Christmas. And my wife had gone out to the dollar store and bought one that Yuki actually likes and rolls on and it's infused with catnip. And she's cleaned it her own. Like she'll, when she comes into the house, that's where she goes now. This is my thing. And rests her arms on it, rolls on it. It's wonderful. And has never even looked or sniffed the one I got. So I took it, drove up to um, uh, Canadian Tire to return it, and of course, it's all locked tight, part of the, the lockdown. I thought they might have been an essential service. The car department, if you want to repair your car, uh, they'll do that. But if you just want to shop in the store, uh, no chance. 
So I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to have to extend the times for uh, returns. I want to return my wife's stuff that I bought at Michael's for her for Christmas, which she's showed no interest in whatsoever. Ah, but meanwhile, the here and now. I did make some notes. Um, I was going to record yesterday, and instead I just had a nap in the back of the road truck. It was cold, crawled into the sleeping bag, and i got to tell you, it was pretty damn nice. I, I like being cold sometimes. Or cold so that I can get snug and warm, you know? And uh, that's what I did. So, notes. Solzhenitsyn. Why, why, why do I have him here? The kind... The kind diving good and evil. The line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. That's an interesting one. That was Solzhenitsyn. The line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. Meaning, it's there in all of us, and we we sort of may put that line where we want, and... Some people are evil. Some people do nasty things. Some people hurt others, almost for pleasure, perhaps. Okay, so these are some quotes. Um, I attended the online Zoom church service on Sunday. Scott has taken over. Greta is still off uh, on medical leave and has been for a long time. Another minister has come in uh, and introduced herself this week. And we'll do the sermon. Well, we don't really do sermon. Yeah, we do. I guess you call it a sermon. Sure. We'll do whatever we call it uh, next week. Uh, I was quite taken with her. I made notes. I can't remember. She's a vegetarian. She's a lesbian. (laughs) Has two children, grown children. Uh, Very much an activist. Uh, Very concerned about animal rights. Um, and, you know, a good fit, uh, certainly hand chosen by Greta, of course, uh, but I think a good fit for our congregation. I, I liked her. I quite liked her. I thought she's the real thing. She wasn't, like, aggressively any of those things. She, she's almost seemed a meek person, kind person, and, and she actually has a full-time job. I think she does secretarial work, but um, she gave the story of how she got into the church. It, wasn't even a, it was not a straight path by any means. And that's not because she's not straight. Uh, it just, she she ended up there. So I, I think it's a good find for us, and I hope she sticks around for a while. Uh, she's really come on to do what they call, what's a service when you're, you're looking at people, after people who are at home and, you know, can't come out to church. Uh, there's a word for it that you know and I know, but I can't think of right now. Uh, and that's really what she was brought on for, because Greta can't do any of those things sort of an extension beyond the church to to reaching out. Um, so anyway, Scott did the service, and it tied in with what happened on Wednesday on Capitol Hill. Uh, and so I'm going to read a few quotes and see if they fit or if I can expand from them. It is well to remember, with one trifling exception, the universe is made up of others. Now that's a good one. It is well to remember... With one trifling exception, the universe is made up of others. And, you know, it's funny how we do put ourselves at the center. No, no, it's me and everything else around me. You know, I'm the center point. Uh, It's hard not to feel that way because we're the one perceiving. But I I think it, it sort of relates also to the idea of that uh, I don't have a quote for it here, but about the one, the single, the, the uh, that's another word for that too, but the single mindedness, that it is one mind that we're all connected to, um, are all part of. Uh, and I'm, I'm inclined to believe that. And we sort of latch on to part of it, but like there is a, a cosmic consciousness. I'm going to put it that way. Yes. I, I believe, even though I'm an atheist, and I like to think I believe in science and that, I don't think that denies the possibility of uh, a singularity, I guess that was the word, of an awareness 
a cosmic awareness. I'm reading a little more Alan Watts these days. He's becoming my hero once more, and I'm inclined to sort of go that route. All right, what else have I got for quotes? There is a naive, I guess is the word, belief that injustice only has to be pointed out in order to be cured. Yes, injustice only has to be pointed out. Oh, that's wrong. What they're doing is not right. Uh, in order to be cured and saying, hey, that's simply not true. It takes more than that. You don't just point out injustice. So I guess the Capitol Hill incident, perfect incident. Hey, Trump incited that. Trump is behind that rioting. Trump organized, well, never mind the organizing part. That lies on his shoulders. And people have to have to he's got to be called on it he's got to be held responsible and it's a real tough bind because he you know seeing he's unfit for office which would never get passed anyway with only 10 days left or whatever and also <coughs> the impeachment some people argue well that's only going to stir up the other side even more let him ride it out but I think the, the other historical perspective is, well, how do you let, hey, this happened at the end of his reign. You can't just let that go because, oh, well, he's not going to be president in a few more days. You can't just dismiss it. He's got to be held accountable. So that is kind of a tough one uh, to deal with. All right. Uh, where are we? A few more. I know this may seem disjointed, but they're all tied in. Uh, real love cannot be silent in the face of injustice. I guess that's related. Real love cannot be silent in the face of injustice. If you're going to profess love, it's love is connected to uh, injustice. And I did do, look up a few more quotes related to that, and they all confirm that same idea. Yeah, it's one thing to say, yeah, peace, love, dope, man. But you have to confront injustice or you're not really caring. And injustice means, you know, the fact that people are starving, the fact that people are being mistreated, the fact that people are being judged by the color of their skin, uh, discriminated against, all these other things that we know to be, or, or you know, treated differently because you're gay, you're transgender, whatever. And I don't mean to be dismissive by saying whatever. I just mean there are so many things, examples of injustice. Attack the false idea, not the person who holds the idea. All these were part of one quote. Uh, Real love cannot be silent in the face of injustice. Attack the false idea, not the person who holds the idea, and uh, insist on nonviolence. Now, the one about not the person who holds the idea, I um, talked, we have sort of the coffee chat session after the service, and you just put into groups how many, you know, decide to stay on after 12 o'clock. And then you can just chat. And uh, I talked about the fact that I did have a friend who I've mentioned on this podcast quite a few times, uh, maybe too many times, um, who is clearly a Trump supporter and, and I believe now a, a, a racist. And that, that saddens me. But, um, yeah. But I follow this person because I want to know what other people are saying and, and doing. I want to know what's coming from the other side. So it's sort of like the one opening I have. I just go visit her page and bam, one after another. And they're incredible statements. And, and I try to understand, well, from the little I know of this person, I kind of like her in a way. And can I separate her from her beliefs? And, and I think you have to uh, if there's going to be any hope. Uh, so, anyway, this person, like many others who are, you know, truly believe, you know, that Biden and the others are pedophiles and, and just liars and cheats and, and cannot possibly see any of the good in, you know, the outcome of this election and really feel that her, their whole world has come crashing down uh, with the loss of Trump. Um, it's it's hard hard to fathom that but it is their deeply dearly held belief and so so what do you do like so today she her post was i hope all politicians <coughs> are held accountable 
more or less and, and end up in jail. Those who are guilty of, I don't know, stealing from the people or whatever. I can probably find the exact quote. Um, yeah, come on, show me. When corrupt politicians start going to jail, we can start trusting the government again. When corrupt politicians start going to jail, we can start trusting the government again. Now, one deal I've made with this person that I've made, she hasn't asked for, is I don't post on her page. I don't, you know, because I don't want all her fans finding out who I am and attacking me and, you know, getting spammed or whatever. But for that one, when corrupt politicians start going to jail, we can start trusting the government again. I couldn't help but post, but what if he grants himself a presidential pardon? Now, he didn't get any likes or dislikes or anything else. But it was sort of my way of saying, all right, you you know, how could you not recognize? I thought it was quite clever. Like, it's indirect. I didn't say, what about Trump? But, of course, it means that. But what if he grants himself a presidential pardon? And uh, I'll see what any of her friends have to say about that. Gosh, the original post was from October 1st, 2020. Hmm. Anyway, um, you know, maybe I should should do a little more. While I'm on this theme, why not? I'm going to read out what this person because I shared it with somebody else and and I think it's kind of maybe kind of important to try and understand uh, because I know who you are my listeners and I know you're not in on this but here's what this person my friend wrote this morning I realized that everything is about to change no matter how I voted no matter what I say lives are never going to be the same Now, I know for a fact that she didn't write this. She's copied and pasted. But anyway, I have been confused by the hostility of family and friends. I look at people who have known, who I have known all my life so hate-filled that they agree with opinions they would never express as their own. I think that I may have well entered the twilight zone. You can't justify this insanity. We have become a nation that has lost its collective mind. Now, Right up to there, you could think, yeah, okay, she's a, this is an anti-Trump post, but it changes. We see other countries going through socialists and collapsing, but it seems like a great plan to us. Somehow, it's un-American for the census to count how many Americans are in America. People who say there's no such thing as gender are demanding a female president. Universities that advocate equality discriminate against Asian Americans in favor of African Americans. Some people are held responsible. I hope I'm not flagged for hate preaching. Uh, Remember, I'm reading from somebody else's. These are not views I share, but I I think I'm doing this as an insight into what Trumpers feel, believe. Some people are held responsible for things that happened before they were born, and other people are not held responsible for what they are doing right now. Who is that targeted at? Criminals are caught and released to hurt more people, but stopping them is bad because it's a violation of their rights. People who have never owned slaves should pay slavery reparations to people who have never been slaves. Now, I can see a lot of Canadians sort of getting on that about the native people here and so on. So a lot of these issues, you know, they some of these things could easily be cross-border. It was cool for Joel Biden. Oh, come on. It was cool for Joe Biden to blackmail the president of Ukraine. But it's an impeachable offense if Donald Trump inquires about it. Hmm. People who have never been to college should pay the debts of college students who took out huge loans for their degrees. Aimed at the poor, right? Immigrants with tuberculosis and polio are welcome, but you'd better be able to prove your dog is vaccinated. You can see how these are just... Some people, yeah, yeah, I had to pay 30 bucks to get that fucking license for my dog. Sorry. Uh, You don't need the color commentary. 
Irish doctors and German engineers who want to emigrate to the U.S. must go through a rigorous vetting process. But any illiterate gangbangers who jump the southern fence are welcomed. Mm -hmm. Five billion for border security is too expensive, but 1.5 trillion for free, quotation marks, health care is not. If you cheat to get into college, you go to prison. But if you cheat to get into the country, you go to college for free. These are like bumper stickers, right? And pointing out all this hypocrisy somehow makes us racist, quotes. Nothing makes sense anymore. No values, no morals, no civility, and people are dying of a Chinese virus. But it is racist to refer to it as Chinese, even though it began in China. We are clearly living in an upside-down world. My God, this could be taken out of context. Uh, where right is wrong and wrong is right, where moral is immoral and immoral is moral, where good is evil and evil is good, where killing murders, murderers is wrong, but killing innocent babies is right, where killing murderers is wrong, but killing innocent babies is right. Wake up, America! This great unsinkable ship, Titanic America, has hit an iceberg, is taking on water, and sinking fast. Four comments. I'm tempted to read the comments, uh, but we won't. All right, so there you go. Um, I felt important to share that. I, maybe you didn't, but it, it's... It is. I mean, it is, if you're going to do this thing about love and peace and wanting a better world, you, you have to see and understand and even have some compassion for people who have views and ideas just contrary to yours. Otherwise, it's just, it's war. And, um, yeah, it's a tough one. So I guess I've probably gone on too long. Um, the coffee is good. I should go and take my walk or I'll feel guilty. And I'll leave that with you, boys and girls. Dixon Janes, signing off. Bye for now. Tom Harrington. Effective immediately, Ontario is declaring a state of emergency. Ontario Premier Doug Ford is imposing a stay-at-home order starting Thursday morning. Anyone who can work from home must do so. They're allowed to go out only for essential purposes such as groceries or medical appointments. There will be no in-class learning for students in the regions of Windsor-Essex, Peel, Toronto, York and Hamilton until February 10th. Non-essential retail must close by 8 in the evening and non-essential construction will be shut down. Enforcement and inspections will increase. Provincial and local police, bylaw officers, workplace inspectors will enforce these new measures. Under the declaration, they will have powers to disperse people and to issue tickets to bad actors. Ford is promising financial support to small businesses, workers, and parents. Uh, and I think we all, all right, we really don't care about that story. Sorry about the COVID stuff, but, uh, you know, just a little bit of historical context, that's all. I'm at Bluffers Park. It is um, Tuesday. It is my son's, younger son's, birthday today. And uh, I stepped out to get a bottle of vodka so that he and my wife could enjoy maybe a nice spicy Caesar. Uh, I don't know if I'll join in or not. I try to avoid hard alcohol. Um... But then I also saw, ooh, nice bottle of Beaujolais, new Beaujolais on uh, sale. Picked up that too to have with the um, ribs, Korean ribs that I'm going to barbecue for supper. And um, yeah, so I'm depressed. <laughs> I know, I think for quite a while. Sorry. 
Congressional Democrats are gearing up to impeach Trump for the second time for inciting the assault last week. The article of impeachment quotes the speech the president gave to his supporters shortly before the violence erupted. Trump was asked about that before he boarded Marine One en route to Texas. It's been analyzed and people thought that what I said was totally appropriate. Meantime, the FBI is warning of possible armed protests across the United States. Bureau officials say intelligence reports are suggesting a number of unnamed groups are calling for the storming of government buildings and courthouses on Inauguration Day. And that is your yeah. World This Hour. Yeah. For CBC News. Thanks. All right. Sorry. I had to share that. Uh, yeah, I, I think for quite a while I've been, you know, I was on such a high for getting this book out. And I've talked a lot about my 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 life is a little bit of a, a fantasy world. It's funny that that's the, the book is a complete contradiction. It's very real. Those letters are real, time and place. But I guess my outlook, I've sort of built it to suit me. I, I've constructed a world. I, I I refer to it as a house of cards. That I've done a very, very nice job of building this wonderful edifice. But it could really come tumbling down so easily. And I, I feel I'm on the verge of that. Just a, sort of a, a little bit of a difference with my wife is enough to shake the foundations. And um, I started thinking very hard about, okay, when when it's time to sell this house, which could be, you know, she's going to retire another year and a half. She, she you know, uh, there may be changes and I am not ready. And I, I woke up too early and just lay in bed and thought about all that I have to do in terms of getting rid of stuff. And it's an, it's a nightmare. I, I, again, I've talked about this before too, but there's so much that I value that may not be of any value to anybody else. But then there's things like the book collection, which which took me years, years to put together. And, and it's a good collection of Beats and Beatles and Timothy Leary and, and 60s stuff. It just seems that you can't just, what do you do? How do you get rid of it? And so I've mentioned before, oh, I've got a, uh, everything as I've mentioned before, because I, I am repeating myself, but it's just, I hit a real low point. I, I got up this morning and started working on two file cabinets, or one big file cabinet, two levels of it, and got rid of any banking statements that were older than 2020. And I'm talking about things going back to the 90s, like, you know, things. I don't need that anymore. But then you find something. And oh, my God, there's the sale of my house. Like, that's important. What's that doing in there? Uh, you know, purchase date and stuff. So I, I've got to really, really work at this. And and so there is, I've set it out for me. If I do it, I'll feel better. Um, I've just got to buckle down and not put it off. Time is running out. And I realize that as I get older, as the health declines, as the time that you know, to eventually make a decision, but do I sell the house? Where do I go? What happens next? Uh, so, anyway, it was just bloody depressing. Uh, one of the things I thought about with the books, I've cataloged a lot of them. You know, the condition, the book, the printing and publishing date, a couple of first editions in there, first printings. Uh, nothing super valuable, but, you know, worth something. I don't know. Um, and I thought, oh, how, how really are you going to get rid of those things? And I've set up a um, an account for selling my book. And the back of my mind is thinking, well, just use, you've already got a PayPal account. And, you know, you could sell some of this online, just put it up there. Somebody buys it, great, for the price you said. If they don't, so what? Nothing lost, you know, set up, start selling things online. That's what you have to do. And I'm I'm sort of dreading the work, and yet I'm capable of doing it. And so just as I left today, uh, before coming here, I checked the mailbox and, oh, there's a um, express post letter for me. Well, what the hell? That's weird. 
I'm just going to send me anything express post. And it's addressed to Dixon Janes at my home address. And I open it up. It's from Canada Post, Solutions for Small Business. You've got what it takes to succeed. We can help you take it further. And it's two business cards in the name of the company name, Dixon Janes, D-I-C-K-S-N-J-A-N-E-S, with a number, uh, Solutions for Small Business, you know, offering discounts on mailing. And it's almost like, holy shit, I had that dream last night about having to sell all this stuff and get rid of things and deal with something somehow. And then this morning, I had forgotten I had applied for these. I was so pissed off at the terrible service uh, and realized, you know, you really need to mail a lot before you get any discounts. But still, I'm always looking for signs. That's how I've kept my house. <laughs> house of cards standing as always. I'm able to prop them up with some sign. And here we are to have these things arrive in the mail uh, today to remind me, hey, you've already got, you've got a business, you've got a, a PayPal account, Dixon Janes, you've got a business now uh, card for Canada Post. You can do this. And it even says that. You've got what it takes to succeed. We can help you take it further. Um, I'm not very optimistic about that, but other than just it being a good sign. So there you go. Uh, and I guess that should make me feel a little better. I don't know if it does. Anyway, I rambled on too long yesterday. Uh, I got to get back home. I got I got to get back on tackling the second drawer. And uh, I will make that. I have to do something. I'll make it a pledge like five days a week. I got to spend at least an hour a day going through stuff. I've got a lot of Dixon Jane's boxes of like correspondence and and odd things, one of a kind this and that related to the whole Dixon Jane's empire that, um, you know, to me it's museum stuff, but it's <laughs> whose museum. So stay tuned. You may be uh, hearing more from me. Uh, I may become uh, very commercial. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, sell those books. By, they'll be in next week. So, uh, again, if this comes out and you're interested, please get in touch with me, and uh, I'll see if I can hand deliver from a dis safe distance or toss to you a copy of uh, Waiting for Now. Yeah, Scarborough Dude signing out. Oh, didn't even get that bell. I'll sign out with it. From um, Bluffers Park on a day it's just started to rain, so I'm not going to go for a walk. I'm going to go home. Bye for now. Everybody loves a lover. I'm a lover. Everybody loves me. Anyhow, that's how I feel Wow, I feel just like a Pollyanna I should worry, not for nothing Everybody loves me, yes they do And I love everybody since I fell personality I can't help thinking it's no one else but me Gee, I feel just about ten feet tall Having a ball Guess you might call me Pollyanna Everybody loves a lover Ten feet tall, I feel having a ball. I feel.
She's on the roof. Just a second, Yuki. We gotta get open the window. Yuki, Yuki, Yuki. It's the windows open. Come on. Crazy cat. I opened the door for her. She said no, and then she jumps on the hood, and now she's climbing in through the window. And it's very, uh, it's very dangerous. Yuki, crazy cat. Sorry, I didn't mean to start that way, but uh, you know, you respond to things that. Uh, are happening now. And right now, my cat has just decided she wants to join me in the road trek. That's where we are. Okay. Close that window. It's a little chilly, but it's, uh, boy, it's, you know, this is Toronto winters, winters, sorry, are so mild compared to what I grew up with in Montreal and where uh, Nelko and I lived for two years in Ottawa. Yeah, so, Friday, um, Normally, I've finished recording on Thursday and post this Friday. Now I'm still uh, recording. Not done yet. Got more to say. And what are you looking for? What? You want to you get out? No, that's locked. All right. There's the door. Goodbye. She has developed this new habit of demanding out the front door, just sits there and calls. And I, I admire her. I mean, I think it's so wonderful that you know all I have to do is meow and the uh, the human will come to the door and let you out. And then she circles around and comes in the back door and, and runs back and forth across the big sliding door so I can see her. You can't miss this flash of white fur uh, to come in that way. That's Tora's door. All right, enough cat stuff. Sorry. Uh, she's just feeling the spring air and, uh, chasing leaves and, and the birds are out and it's just all excited. Our neighbor has hung up two, oh no, this might present a problem. Two bird feeders that the kids had made at school. Uh, and they're quite nice. Looks like they're squirrel proof. And of course that's just, uh, so tempting for Yuki to sit underneath and, uh, twitch. All right. All right. I said no more cat stuff and here we go. Cat stuff. <sighs> so I opened the fridge and realized, holy shit, all this stuff I bought at uh, whatever it was, that uh, native Canadian head shop uh, selling pot and stuff, I stocked up and then I never used it. I haven't smoked up since the last time I went camping in the fall. So I found... Two half cookies. One of them was just the the one for the body stone. You don't get high, but you you relax. And the other one gets you really stoned. So here it is noon, and I'm chewing on one, and I don't know which one it is. Mm. They're hard as rock, and it's sitting in the fridge. So, I mean, they're not bad, but... I don't know. I'm almost hoping they've lost some of their oomph because um, I'm not used to getting high. But this may be just the body stone one. I don't know. I do Foolishly, I didn't label them. <laughs> and I've got other bags of cookies in there that I don't know, you know. Which one is which? You'd think I would have taken the care to, to do that, you know. Yep. Here come some neighbors. I'm just going to have to ignore them. I don't really want to deal with anybody walking down. This My uh, my house is on the, uh, or the, the van, of course, on the driveway is, is uh, a favorite dog route. It's a lovely street. Uh, I was delighted. I went online and did a search for uh, the value of our house, and it is, uh, it's right up there, which is nice. Now, there are a lot of variables, of course, on uh, 
the condition it's in and uh, what more do you have to have done and so on. But uh, good, the neighbors just went by and didn't see me sitting here. Some feel, you know, the need to stop and talk. <sighs> I've been in this neighborhood a long time. Um, of course, my children grew up here. So, topics. Cleaning up. The idea of, of this house and, and the need to sell it one day. So I have started, I may have mentioned, um, trying to organize stuff. And I'm starting with my office. And in particular with one deep four-drawer filing cabinet. Super wide. You know, the extra deep one. Uh, and it is just full. And I managed to throw out a lot of paper in today's recycling and have another stack very thick that I, I think should be shredded. They're bank statements with, you know, numbers and addresses and stuff. I don't know. Uh, too much even to burn. So I don't know what I'm going to do about that. But I've got to continue in the process. So I, I did, I've got a good start on it. And then yesterday, I, my, my method is just take the folders out and just put them on the floor and stacks of papers. And so I ended up with... 20 piles of just mixed up stuff that's, you know, uh, there were, there are better ways to do it. Um, but my way, it's just, uh, we just got to do it. Let's just do it without thinking much in advance. Uh, but I found the folders that contain the boys report cards and some of their artwork and, and little cards sent to me like Papa, I love you, Papa, you know, for daddy's day and stuff. And it just slowed me right down. And it it just, it was just so full of emotion. It just, you know, the bank statement's good. What the fuck did I keep these for? Get rid of these fuckers. And then there was a lot of work things, like projects. I didn't realize how busy I was in, you know, 20 years ago. The time when I had three schools, contracts for three schools to, to come to Canada I was doing that on my own, like hiring people here and there. But I mean, basically balancing this load and then it all caved in. Basically, the uh, Japanese company went around to each of the schools and said, you're not allowed to do that. It's against Japanese law, they told them. And and it just wasn't worth a fight. And by that point, I knew uh, this was not a battle I wanted to take on. I found a lot of things that... I sort of started like, gee, how come I had bank accounts for a company called Glanville Mediation Services? Oh, yeah, I was going to be a mediator. I had that office, good location. And then, you know, when the lawyers kind of hijacked it and said, well, you need to get this criteria and this certification, you need to have this many paid cases. And I didn't have paid cases. I was doing volunteers at community centers, still got the experience, but... Basically, it was hijacked by lawyer, and rather than again put up a fight, I, I'd back down. And, I, and I'm a project for the one thing I really wanted to do, a teacher's tour. I had students' tours to Japan, but I wanted a really special teacher's tour to get them into our colleges and universities and staying in dormitories and then take them on side trips for Niagara Falls, for wine tasting. And I had envisioned the whole thing, and I could have done it if... I'd had that little extra whatever it is that it takes to make something happen. And I realized that's not me. I, I was never a businessman. I managed. I mean, in hell, I've come out on top of all this. I, I did what needed to be done. But that extra step to make a successful business, I just wasn't driven. And I noticed from looking at the papers, I was far more interested in the computer end of things, a design. Like, I, I mean, this wonderful poster for students to get a credit course at Setagai Village, the facility our company owned in Japan, for Canadian students to get a business certified program by, run by a, a you know, Japanese certified teacher. And I had the whole thing planned out, but never that, the extra push to, okay, let's make this happen now. And, you know, they, they faded away. And then there's a part of me saying, well, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. And it's not a cop-out. It's just that probably, who knows where I would have ended up. I mean, I was married by this point and had children. But there were legal issues to these things. I, I mean, I had bigger projects in mind. 
maybe it just comes down to laziness. I, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe that's really what it's all about. I've just been born lazy, remain lazy, and uh, I've never tried, you know, to eh, go much further than really what I enjoy doing. Sorry about the cookie noises. They're really crunchy and not particularly flavorful at this point, but we'll see what happens. Will this be a mistake? Who knows? Stay tuned. Um, are we still recording? Yeah. Okay, so I had some other... Anyway, yeah, the, the part where it came when I was going through the folders, decided i got to save these images, some of the reminders of my earlier tours when I... Holy shit, I had a whole program running out of Carleton University. Yeah, every summer. i got to save some reminders, but they're going to be in a drawer where it won't matter. This can be thrown out. One drawer will be labeled keepers, and that's the one with the kids' report cards, class photos, uh, early artwork, projects, you know. Okay, this is the keeper drawer, and I'll point it out to Naoko, and I'll point it out to my son Daniel. And uh, then there'll be others that, okay, just get rid of this shit. If I'm gone, nobody else needs it. Okay, so anyway, what else? I made some notes. Um, bank statements, cleanup, books. And the books came. Lockdown. And the more severe lockdown, so it's a little harder to maybe distribute these books. I um, called Brian. I'm going to meet him tomorrow in Bluffers Park. Uh, we're supposed to be just staying home, and that's necessary, but they're allowing. They're allow allowing. They're allowing? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, exercise. And uh, so Bluffers Park of the beach side is where you can take a long walk on the beach, and that's what uh, I'll consider my reason to being there. Um, I think I mentioned I'm doing these, get these weekly writing, writing prompts to just, uh, just to jar your memory, and every week something comes in, oh, right about, when was there a time, was there something that you're, you didn't do what was it that prevented you from doing are you envious of somebody else because they were able to do something you couldn't do or didn't do and just things that just to get you thinking and you and i don't write about i don't write sentences i just make notes but oh yeah that's a good prompt um so i'm continuing with that i'll have um an entire year of that go it'll go take me right up till next um new year's eve um well that's all i had for notes. I thought I had more. I thought there were things I needed to dig deeper into. I guess the emotion of the kids. Uh, parents. Parents who are out there will understand. I found one letter that my youngest son, the one who's living with us now, who uh, just turned 29, had written to me when he was in middle school, angry at me for something I had done. And it was a letter that went on for more than three pages, which is very unusual. Um, and wow, it just had me to the point of tears of just the time gone by, the past that you never get back, the, the childhood when you have children and how quickly it passes how soon they become teens and adults. And I guess it coincides with the time I was talking about when I was so busy with all these projects. Um, 2003 and, and on, right up nine ten, and uh, I had a lot going on. And I guess I tried to plug myself into society, the society that I thought I never wanted to be a part of, and I realized, oh, yeah, I was chair of the school council at that time, making reports and uh, trying to get organized meetings and stuff. And, oh, yeah, the overlap. President of the Canada Japan Society, oh, I was doing that, attending all the meetings and going downtown. And so much now it seems so remote, so distant, so so lost to that faded, cl fading cloud of memory. Um and the feeling has always been 
time with the kids was more important and how much of that time did I sacrifice, give up, neglect the children for doing these other things in this traditional, what I like to pretend was the father's role of making a living. Um, For the first, right through elementary school, I guess the first seven years of the kids going to school, now called didn't work. And they could come home. We live right behind the school, or the school's behind us, and they could come home every day. And we are glad that happened. It was a good thing for them and for Naoko. Uh, And I guess partly having my son with us now during this COVID time and the lockdown and him not working, we've reconnected in a new way. This is the same son I talked about that letter where he was, he felt... uh, I had judged too quickly. I had blamed him for something that uh, his older brother might have been responsible for. And it was just so wonderful that he was so direct and was able to express so clearly. And and by the end of the letter, I, I honestly think he ended with something like, I feel better now and I'm sorry I lost it or whatever. Um because he wrote himself through it. And that was my, my suggestion to him. I, I, I want you to write me a letter. I want you to tell me. And, but reading it today, what, 20 years later, would it be? Yeah, maybe. Um, it, it just, it was, it was just, it was so, it was so deeply, Moving. I, I know these words don't convey what I'm trying to say. It was so sad. And he talked about school and how hard it was. He was adjusting to a new school and he being bullied and he had to be a tough guy because he had to adjust to this new place where they all knew each other and he didn't know anybody. And told me about being suspended for hitting another student but not telling us and going back to school and spending the whole day in the principal's office. Things that I didn't know about until he wrote that letter. And now I find it. And I guess it, it's it's touched me more than anything in all this that I've talked about. And, and so I guess the message, those of you, Jay Doug is the only one I know with young children, child. Um, and Doug already knows, you know, how precious these times are. So he doesn't need any lessons from me. But, uh Yeah. I guess all all you can do is, well, life is, it is all about the passing and the moving on. And so, you know, again, even today, enjoy each day as you can and make the most of it and count your blessings and be kind to people and smile and, um, you know, continue to connect as best you can with those you love. All right, we'll, uh, we'll stop here. I'm going to, Guess I'm gonna to have to finish this cookie. You know, there's no half measures. There's no point. But I just shall, shall I just I know I've got extra time. Shall I just keep talking? Sorry, I know it's rude, but why bother? Yeah, why not? I got to get something done today. I don't feel like at all <sighs> continuing on with. The job at hand, that's the lazy part of me of, of emptying more drawers. But I, I, I do have to do a little bit every day. And this is, again, only the beginning. But it is a beginning. Um, <sighs> bank statements. Contacted. I have, a, I have a, a bank manager, a personal bank. And there's a business bank manager I never have any contact with. But, you know, if I needed... Oops, hang on, i got to make a call. Hello? Hello? Are we still going? <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't even know if that was a call. Number flashed up. <sighs> now I might have to cut all this out. No, I'm going to finish the cookie at least. I mean, you could be getting a flushing toilet 
It reminds me, when I go for my morning dump, I never have my recorder with me. So, uh, Jason, you will be getting a, uh, a Scarborough flush. That will be coming. Um, yeah. Call from Ajax. Sorry. Okay, focus, focus, focus. It's sunny. Skies are blue. What more do we have to share? I know um, I follow Jason's bags and uh, radios blog and, and kind of enjoy it. But I, there was a post when he said, you know, there are people who are posting a whole lot too much. I mean, they have nothing to say. Why bother? You're just wasting people's time. And I, and I really don't want to do that with this Dixon Jane's podcast. <sighs> You're looking for the things that count. Oh, I know. I'll get the plug out of the way. So I've got this. I've got three boxes of books. If you're within, you know, driving distance, in, and I don't know anybody who is, who necessarily has expressed an interest in getting one of my books anyway, but I, I do have them. I will personally deliver them. Um. As needed, if it's uh, you know if it's doable. Uh, so just but just let me know. Just let me know. I, I wish you know maybe now that I have this card from Canada Post, I can get a slightly cheaper mailing rate. And oh damn, it's the cat wants in again. Ridiculous cat. And I know. All right, Yuki, this door's open now. She she she's. Such an essential part of my life now. This this cat, this relationship, and to have had it happen just by she just shows up, arrives in my deck. I'm in a chair, reclined. She climbs up, goes to sleep on my lap. Well, that's it. We're pals. This is just quite incredible. I do sometimes think when you're open to things, they happen, and. I guess I am a little surprised. Well, I, mean, I shouldn't be surprised. But how many people don't, can't follow that? Either don't seem to get it or just don't. Got to open the other window. Because that's the one she wants to come in by. Um, that there, there is an element of surrender to life. You know, there's, there's, there's a both. You've got to do things to make them happen. And then there's that zen-like need to just let go and um, see where the winds blow. Speaking of which, oh, all right. Maybe I've already lost some of you now. But I'm still here, and now my cat, Yuki, is cool, the white ball of fur is on my lap, excited to be able to sit with me and look out the window at the birdies. It's really quite beautiful. It is very much, <laughs> it is just very much in the now. Um, it just, and, and. That's what you want out of life. And I guess that's why I kind of miss camping and wanting to get this road trek out to uh, maybe to Algonquin Park. I'm just, it's a three hour drive and there's snow up that direction, a lot of snow. And I, I'm concerned a little bit about that. But by God, would it be good to, uh, to have a winter camp out? Stay tuned. You never know what's going to happen. No, Yuki, you cannot eat that cookie. No, 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 no. Don't even eat those crumbs. No, no, no. Don't lick the crumbs. No. It's mine. Okay. Hey, no. All right. Scarborough dude. Signing off from a Friday. Now, you'll never, you won't know unless you follow me. Maybe I'll, I'll post on um, WhatsApp thing. Sometimes Instagram, sometimes Twitter, but also Discord. If uh, 
things get out of hand. I've just finished the last of the cookie. Yeah, that's a, that's the only ending. See, sometimes don't fight, don't worry, don't care. Every line doesn't have to be a winner. You know, just carry on, surrender, let it go, let it flow, let it roll. And um, nice things will happen to you. No. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, you've got you've got to make the nice things happen to you. Okay, would you stow? Ow, ow, don't attack me. <laughs> She's just just in a just a swatting match. I gotta smack you and bite your finger. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> oh my! All right, yeah. Now you want out, but you don't want it. You want the door open this time. All right, boys and girls, we finished our cookie. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that cat brings me joy. Yeah. Scarborough Dude, signing off from the Dixon Chains podcast. And, uh, yeah, now I'm going to put it out so you can actually listen to it. Bye for now.